Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. Today we have for you uh, Panthers head coach Matt Rule, defensive tackle Zach Kerr, and quarterback Teddy Bridgewater um, after what's been an extremely eventful week, um, not only in sports but in the United States. Uh, you can hear all of their comments on on what they've been going through, how they've been viewing it as NFL players and athletes. Uh, particularly, we've got Zach Kerr up first, and uh, I would just recommend listening to that entire, I believe it's about 18 minutes. Um, he was uh, had a lot to say and was able to uh, to get his thoughts out really well on um, what's a troubling time and uh, just a hard time to be here in the United States, to be an NFL player, um, certainly to be a black man. And so um, I would encourage you to listen to that. And then Matt Rule has his thoughts on practice and where some of the camp battles are. And then last year, you'll hear from Teddy Bridgewater on how he's trying to be a leader, how he's been working through this week, and uh, and what he's seeing in a guy who many think is just a blocking tight end, but he sees so much more in tight end Chris Manhurts. And uh, you guys know I'm part of that hashtag Manhurts Hive, so um, always love to hear that. I encourage you to listen to all three, and uh, when you're done with all those, check out Quick Blitz um, and One Day Contract. Both of those had new episodes this week, and as we get ready for the regular season, new podcast coming all week long on the Riot Network, so check those out any place where you get your podcasts. But first, defensive tackle, Zach Kerr. here in Charlotte. Welcome. Uh, what has it been like your first camp here and, and how is everybody kind of adjusting to each other? You're, you're definitely not the only new face around. Oh man. Um, how you doing, Nick? Uh, it, it, it's been cool, man. I'm, it, it's kind of been, um, you know, try, it, it's been weird trying to figure everything out since, you know, our first time meeting each other face to face was a couple weeks ago. Uh, so it's definitely new. It's definitely different, but I think, you know, as far as now, we you know we had a number of practices on our belt. We didn't, you know, we didn't had a couple of scrimmages. So I think everybody's kind of starting to get comfortable with each other. We're starting to kind of figure out who, you know, who's who and who likes what, who doesn't like what. But um, I've been I've enjoyed it so far. You know, anytime you're away from the game for a little bit, and you get a chance to get back at it. You you know you you realize how much you actually do love the game. And um, I think that's what this camp is doing for me. It's been it's been a little humid than I'm used to, but uh, you know, I'm not going I'm not going to complain about it. Zach Ashley Mahoney with the Charlotte Post. Pleasure to meet you. And you touched on the humidity. Have any of the other veteran guys talked to you a bit about Spartanburg and what a traditional camp would be like and how humid that would be? Yeah, they actually did. And believe it or not, I actually lived in Spartanburg when I was young for like a few months. So I'm kind of familiar with that humidity out there. So I'd much rather this humidity we got in Charlotte. But, um, you know, coming from coming from Denver, it was just, it's just a little different. You know, we got the high altitude there and um, – it's not humid at all, you know, coming here where it's like you could like slice the humidity in half, you know, when you're outside. So uh, I, I, they definitely told me I'm a little lucky, but, um, you know, it's just it was still new to me. I'm not going to lie. Hey, Zach, it's Jason Brown with Spectrum News 1 in Charlotte. Uh, good to see you. Vir at least meet you virtually. 
Um, obviously, this training camp has been way different than any of us have ever experienced before, but I'm wondering if you can maybe draw a comparison as to where the, your team is right now as far as development's concerned versus maybe where they would be in a normal training camp, or is it pretty much the same? Um, I think as far as uh, development, as far as what, what do you mean by development? Well, obviously, you know, you've been around the league, so you, you know, there's a certain time of year where teams ramp it up and they're trying to sort of really sort of get honed in on, on their scheme and, and uh-huh. what they're able to do. And in other words, getting ready for a season, getting ready getting for ready that for first season. game. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, I think, um, the guys are developing pretty well. I think all of us are, we're, we're understanding the playbook. It's um you know very very few mental errors which is always good when you're when you're in a new scheme, but you know the coaches do a great job of coaching us and the coaches do a great job of making sure we understand what our responsibilities are and it's a it's a you know a, a collective effort amongst everybody you know everyone it's not just the players um, that are working on development the coaches are working on it as well and you know they're new you know my first time meeting my coach was you know two weeks ago so everybody's still working on developing, you know, whatever it is they want to develop. But I can't say that we are uh, locking in on the scheme and um, we're seeing a lot less mistakes, uh, which is, I think is a good thing. I think we just got to get everybody to continue working hard and playing hard. And I think we'll be all right. Hey Zach, uh, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. What uh, attracted you to the Panthers and made you want to sign with them? And, you know, how has, I guess, the the reality compared to what the expectation was when you did that? Well, for me, man, I mean, coming in undrafted, I've always embraced change and embraced something new. Uh, so I, it's kind of funny because I, I seen Matt Rue's um, presser when he got the job and I hadn't you know, gotten any information on where I was going to play next or anything like that. But I, I actually told my friends, I was like, I, I, I like to play for that dude. Like, you know, he seemed like he said the right things, knew what to say, he seemed like he loved football. So I was kind of excited about it. And, um, you know, that was one of the things. And then also just being in a new environment, man, and helping um, something new build, if that makes sense. You know, I, I, I've always enjoyed, you know, just – getting it out the mud and, and rebuilding something and rebuilding myself and reinventing myself as a person, reinventing myself as a player. So that was one of the things that really attracted me to it is uh, just being able to come in and having an opportunity to create something new, you know, from, uh, you know, from the ground up, so to speak. Zach, uh, Jason Huber with WFNZ, hope you're doing well. When, yeah, you say, you know, building from the ground up, you've got, you know, a handful of young guys on that defensive line, Derek Brown being a rookie mm-hmm. defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. What have you seen so far from the D-line being a guy who's been in the league a few years? Um, I think a lot of the guys here, that, that, I mean, Derek, obviously, you know, seventh overall pick for a reason. Um, I've seen a, a lot of good things out of him. Uh, just being a rookie, you know, he's he's really, really strong. You know, he's a, he's a lot quicker than what you would expect him to be. But even Bravion, Bravion plays good ball. You know, Miles Adams, he plays good ball. You know, a lot of these young guys play good ball. And I think um, that's a testament to, uh, you know, the front office and the ex- and executives. You know, those guys handpick, you know, the guys that they wanted to build. And I think they did a good job of that. You know, they're not, you know, they're not bashful. These guys love to learn. They ask questions. They're not, you know, they don't think they're too, you know, too good for anything. And they just come in and they work hard and they play football, man. And that's that's kind of what you you want out of your rookies. Uh, and I think they've all done a good job up to this point. We're all still learning. We're all still trying to get better. But I think up until this point, they, they, they've done a really good job of handling the adversity, you know, their first their first season being, you know, the, the pandemic COVID season, so to speak. And um, I think they're handling it 
really well and doing a really good job of taking care of themselves, taking care of their bodies and, and learning the football and keeping and keeping themselves up to speed. Hey, Zach, it's Joe Person with The Athletic. Good to see you. Good to see you, Joe. Uh, I, I guess you guys were scheduled to be off yesterday, uh, previously scheduled to have that, that practice off. Wondering uh, if you've given any converse, if there'd been any conversations among uh, older guys or the whole team, uh, you know, sitting out of practice for social justice reasons. And also wondering if David Tepper had addressed you guys on that topic. I saw him at practice today. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we've talked about it, um, you know, uh, amongst everyone, you know, from young to old, you know, it, with something like this, it doesn't matter how many years you've been in the NFL or, you know, it's it's a human thing. You know, when you talk about this, it's not really a vet thing or a rookie thing or even an owner. You know, from you know, Mr. Tepper or head coach to Matt. It, it does. It's a human thing when you talk about this. So, it, the conversations have been had, and um, you know, my you know my aspect is like, you know, what what are we going to what action are we going to take? Like, you know, we can um, we we can we cannot we cannot practice. We can tweet, we can protest, we can do all these things, but we need to take action. You know, and I feel like those are the conversations that need to be had, not about, you know, whether we're going to practice or whether we're going, you know, tweet this or whether we're going to protest. Like we need to, we need to take action. And, and, and it doesn't start with, um, you know, guys in the NFL, you know, or, or guys that are in the entertainment business, so to speak. Um, you know, we, you know, we do our jobs and we do our jobs at an elite level. Um, but I just, you know, for me, I just, I want people to understand that this is a human issue. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a, a sports issue. This isn't an athletic issue. This isn't, this is an issue that humans need to fix, you know? So we've talked about it and that's kind of my take on it. So like, you know, I, I, I kind of get, I get a little frustrated because people look to athletes and they look to entertainers and all these other guys and they try to appoint us as the guys to, you know, get it done. We have our platform and we use our platform, but you know, there are people in place that, that, you know, that set these laws and set this, systematic oppression that we've been dealing with for you know years hundreds of years and you know my whole thing is just we need to take action on that you know it's hard to undo you know years of years and years of different systematic oppression but action needs to start you got to start somewhere you know what i'm saying that's kind of my take on it and you know a conversation that we've had that's what i tell everybody like okay we can't if we all decide not to go to practice okay what are we going to do now you know and that's kind of where I met with it. And, um, you know, it's frustrating being a black man, frustrating having a black son, um, you know, seeing the things that are going on in the world. But like I said, I can't stress it enough. Action needs to be taken on, on all parts, you know, not just athletics. We need everybody, you know, all hands on deck with this thing. He's at uh, Jonathan Alexander, Child Observer. Hope you're doing well, man. What's going on, bro? Much. Um, I'm wondering, you know, First of all, how old is your son, and and what kind of can you kind of explain what kind of conversations you have to have with him? Um, so my son is three; he just turned three 19 days ago, and um, you know he he it, it, for him it's different. Me and him grew up different. You know he he's he's experienced a lot of things at at the age of three that I didn't. I had to wait till I was 24 to experience. You know what I'm saying? So the conversations that I have with him are more so just him realizing who he is. You know. Uh, I, you know, I always tell him, I'm like, look, I did, you know, I started school when I was in, you know, when I was five, you know, he's in pre-K, he, you know, he's bilingual, he's, you know, he's super smart, knows a bunch of things, but I always just have to remind him who he is and and and, and who we are and what the world is going to view you as, you know, um, it doesn't matter, 
you know, at the end of the day, I can go out to a restaurant and it doesn't matter if I'm Zach Kerr, the defensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers. They're not going to see Zach Kerr, the de- defensive line, defensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers. They're going to see a black man first. And those are the type of things that I try to explain to my son um, when, you know, when when he's around his friends and when he's acting out in public. It's just like, look, man, they don't they don't they don't they don't care who you are. You know, that's not the first thing that they see. The first thing they see is what you look like, you know, and and that's my biggest thing to him is just knowing who he is, man, making sure he knows his history, making sure he knows what it took for us to get to where we are in the world today and what else is going to take for us to further ourselves past who we are in this world today. And, you know, I think that's the biggest conversation is, is knowing who you are, knowing your history, man, and, um, and, and passing that down to the next generation. Because there's no point in knowing and, and doing all these great things if you're not going to pass it down, if you're, just, if you're not going to, you know, share the blessings and be selfish about it. So that's my biggest thing. Hey, Zach, this is Elena Getzenberg with the Charlotte Observer. Hopefully How you doing, um, I was wondering for you, you know, I know you mentioned that everyone needs to take action. This is not an athlete thing. This is not, you know, this shouldn't just be something we're talking to athletes about. But right. is there something specific you would like to see the team do next or just something like action you think that, you know, should come next from the conversations you're having? Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's just, it's, 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 it's reforming a loss. It's just, it's accountability on all, on all, on all levels. You know, you, you know, you see different things. You talk, you know, you got people talking about defunding the police. And it's like, okay, defunding the police. I can understand that. But what about, you know, it takes longer for me to get my barber's license than it takes for me to become a cop. You know, we can talk about stuff like that. Those are the type of things that we need to talk about and we need to address. And I feel like we need to focus more on that than just radically going to point B. You know, like, it's easy to be like, okay, we're, I'm, we're just done with it, you know, but you gotta, you gotta formulate a, a plan and, and really, really dive in and figure out how you can undo. And I can't stress this enough, undo hundreds of years of systematic oppression and systematic laws and different things that, you know, just didn't help people that look like me, you know? So I think that's what you got to start. You got to go to these, you know, officials and these, and, and the gov, you know, anyone, you know, Anybody that makes a law or has to sign off on a law, we got to hold them accountable because they are the ones that are responsible for the, for the things that are taking place. And they're the ones that need to be held accountable. And so do police officers, but we got to remember how they got there. You know, kids don't, you know, I'm not even going to use kids. I use dogs. Dogs just don't, you know, as puppies just want to bite people. You know what I'm saying? They learn, that's a learned behavior, you know? So you got to figure out where that learned behavior is coming from you know, to cause these different things. And then you got to go there and tag it and meet it and meet it head on. Becca, this is Miles Simmons again. Um, do you feel like it's a little bit unfair? I mean, you kind of touched on this, but do you feel like it's yeah. unfair that athletes are being asked to do so much and speak on this so much when, as you said, it's the elected officials who, and some who are not elected, who right. are responsible for these issues? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's unfair because to you know, to who much is given, much is tested. And this is what we ask for. We ask every time I complain about something, I always remind myself, this is what I told myself I wanted to do. And when you get to this point in your life and you're playing professional sports and you're in the limelight all the time and people know who you are, and it comes with the, you know, I used to hate when people say that it comes with the job, but it does. So I don't, I don't think it's unfair. I actually expect 
um, you know, people to look to us for the answers because that's what they see. That's not their fault. That's what the media does. The media is pushing, okay, the athletes, the rappers, the act. Like, it's not, it's not the society's fault. You know, this is what media chooses to portray. They show all that stuff. They think that that's what everyone wants to see. So when something goes bad, that's who they look to. They look to who they see all the time. You know, so I don't think it's unfair. I think it comes with the job. But at the same time, we do have to realize and we have to remember that we are athletes in our jobs and outside of our jobs, we are humans. You know, so when it comes to social injustice and when it comes to, you know, different things or protesting and stuff like that, what people got to realize is that, you know, like I said before, like when I'm done playing football, I'm still going to be a black man. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that it's unfair that, 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 you know, that they look to us. What I do think is unfair is that we as athletes are so far removed from a lot of issues that happen that we don't necessarily feel like we have to say or do something about it. Because, you know, uh, example I use all the time is $20 now and $20 seven years ago is different $20 to me. You know, so police brutality now and police brutality seven years ago, two different types of police. I haven't had to deal with police brutality or police periods since I've been in the NFL. A lot of these issues I have not had to deal with, but I still got family members that go through it. I still have sisters. I still have, you know, I still have, you know, people around me that go through these issues. So I don't think it's unfair, um, but I, I do want people to realize that we are trying and we we do care. Um, just, just give us some time because, you know, we, we got a lot of stuff a lot of stuff on our plates that we're trying to figure out behind closed doors. Guys, we probably have time for a couple more for Zach. Also, if we're good, that's fine too. Ryan, I have another one if that's okay. Go ahead, Ashley. Thank you. Zach, you touched on the importance of holding elected officials accountable and government officials as a whole. And the campaign that the team rolled out earlier about the importance of voting, particularly since Bank of America Stadium will be an early voting site. Is that something that you want to get involved in, in terms of just making sure that people are aware and educated? And I know a word that's been used a lot around that is empowered to actually vote in November instead of saying, oh, well, perhaps my vote doesn't count and I shouldn't, shouldn't bother and things of that nature yeah yeah i do um but I'm, I'm i'm not gonna lie to you i'm a little different and and stuff like that because i don't like talking to people or forcing people to do things they don't want to do um i believe in raising awareness and i believe in educating people and then after that it's on you you know um you know you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink so my whole thought process is okay i can give you these facts i can give you you know what could, what can happen or what could not happen. Now it's up to you to make your own decision. Um, I know a lot of people growing up in the black community, we do believe that our vote doesn't matter. And we don't, there's a lot of black people I know who do not vote or care to vote. And there's also a lot of black people I know who cannot vote because they are convicted felons and you know, a lot of different reasons. But um, my job, like I said, is to, like you said, is to raise awareness, give facts, educate you. And then it's up to you. It's up to you whether you want to vote. It's up to you whether you think your vote counts. Um, and, and, and that's kind of, you know, my whole thought process. And I just don't like making people do what they, what they don't want to do. So that makes sense.
Matt's Joe. Hey, we saw uh, Derek Brown go down in one-on-one pass rush late today. It looked like he was fine, but just wondered if anyone had kind of told you what happened there. Well, uh, he, he uh, I think he's got just a little bit of a nagging ankle. Um, today was really, and I, I had some of the older players. I gave them a little bit of a rest, so they took a, and I went a lot of like two drills at once. So this was a really, really, this was an old school throwback practice. So I think a lot of guys just had some fatigue, but uh, he, he had an ankle, I guess that was bothering him, but nothing, nothing, nothing major. Matt, uh, this is Miles. Uh, I saw that you added a couple guys this morning. Um, just what, what did you like about them and what do you feel like they bring to the team? Well, you know, Mark, Marty and, and Pat and those guys did that. And, and uh, you know, we just felt like we needed an, another corner, uh, for, you know, for, for speed and practice and all those things. Um, obviously, you know, I've, I've coached Jamison before, so I you know he's a 4-4 kid. He's a smart kid, uh, really likes to practice. And then Larkin, you know, we just felt like we needed, uh, you know, for, for, for practice. You know, Haynes has been down, get a little – continue to add speed as, at rusher as a pass rushing defensive end. So um, added those two guys, added, added, added the receivers a couple of days. And, you know, I think one of our things is just, you know, giving guys opportunities to get in here and show what we can show what they can do and building kind of a bank, uh, you know, book of business on, on guys knowing, you know, Hey, who's out there uh, if, we, if we've had them in camp. Hey Matt, it's Elena. Um, I, I know you said you gave the veterans a little bit of a break today, but saw Shaq Thompson in a red Jersey today. Is there any update on him? Yeah, he's his groin's uh, sore still. Well, I guess it's an adductor. Hey, coach. This is Jason Brown with Spectrum News One, and I think you said in the off season that defensively you're going to have to rely on some of these rookies, the guys that you drafted this past year. And I'm curious your comfort level with some of those guys as of right now, considering there's been a few who's had significant reps with the ones in the twos. Um, you know, I think uh, KK said it to me really well. You know, like he got what he said, he said when he got drafted, there was, you know, he knew there wasn't going to be a red shirt year. <laughs> he had to come in and play. And these guys have to come in and play. And, um, you know, I think the young players, the guys that we've, we've drafted, um, I think they're doing what we asked. They're practicing really hard. Um, they work on their craft outside. They don't have a lot, you know, in their head in terms of, you know, hey, we used to do it this way or we used to do it that way. You know, they, they're kind of a blank slate. And, um, you know, when you're, a, when you're a rookie, you know, everything's new. You're going to make some mistakes. But they're, they're the right kind of guys. And so, to me, the thought of, of going young and playing the young guys and, and playing through the ups and downs, um, I think if our staff is consistent and we don't overreact to when things happen, good or bad, and we just stay, you know, stay consistent and stay, uh, you know, positive but also realistic I think we have a chance to uh, really develop those guys and and um, you know we believe in competition everyone's going to fight for the jobs you know you're not going to make the team or you're not going to be a starter you know from from what you did last year it's all about what you're doing right now and uh, so we have some healthy competition I like I like what I've seen from that. Coach Luke Linden here with WFMI News 2 at Greensboro appreciate your time uh, I was curious with the 53 man uh, roster cut quickly approaching as well as the home opener. How do you feel about this team shaping up with uh, real competition right around the corner? Do you feel like you guys are almost there and ready to compete at that high level or kind of walk us through 
what's your thinking in terms of that? You know, when the, when that gets here, you know, I'll be excited for it, obviously, and I'm sure our guys will be ready. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm trying to get these guys to, and I think a lot of them are, just to be, you know, one day at a time guys, try to get them to, to crush the meetings right now and walk through tonight. And we'll have a big, uh, you know, scrimmage day tomorrow in the stadium. So, um, you know, everyone in the National Football League is looking ahead to that first game, and they're excited. The second game, they're excited. But really it comes down to what they – the work they put in. And so – we're trying to we're trying to work at a really high level and practice at a really high level and, and hold ourselves accountable and you know we are a work in progress right now we have a lot of things that we have to correct and, and do better but um, I do feel like we're getting better each day and so hopefully uh, we can continue to stack those days up until until that first game. Hey Matt, this is David Newton. Um, with all the changes y'all keep making at the in the roster with some switches here and there. How much is your staff, uh, a lot of them having that experience of recruiting guys out of, in college from years and years and years, uh, does that give you guys an edge as far as knowing who some of these guys are? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think when it comes to these decisions, you know, I think these are, these are really coming out of, uh, you know, Marty and Pat Stewart in terms of, hey, here's the next guys that they like, Matt Allen. Our, you know, our pro department, um, I think those they're watching guys constantly and just, you know, looking for guys. I think, you know, when you take guys like Miles Hartsfield, you know, um, you know, he's a guy that's having a great camp. Uh, he's a guy that went undrafted. Um, you know, he kind of tried to figure out who, what position he was at Ole Miss and all that. But, you know, we knew him from, we knew him from high school. He's one of the best high school tailbacks I've ever seen, you know, or high school athletes, I should say. So, I think that, that that's had some effect for us in you know, some cases, rare cases, but I think our personnel department's working at a high level in terms of finding, uh, finding the next guys. And, and just, um, you know, we, 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 we don't want to be quick to, you know, move on from guys. We want to give guys a great opportunity here. But at the same time, um, the more guys we see, the better chance we have of having the best roster possible. And Matt, there's a – Busy day for Vedvik today. Uh, just is there a chance that you would uh, that you would keep three three kickers slash punters? Uh, you know, kind of what what with what you've said about COVID this season. Uh, potentially, you know, if, if someone was on the practice squad, I don't think we I don't think we'd be able to keep three active. Um, just with our numbers, you know, at other positions, but um, certainly if if it worked out and people were good enough, you know, and all the you know. Other people don't claim them, but I think the practice squad would be a potential for somebody. But, you know, I think right now the biggest thing for me is just giving, you know, having some competition and, and, and Vedvik being able to do both um, gives us, you know, the ability to punt and kick on, on alternate days as well. Hey, Matt, it's uh, Jason Huber with WFNZ. It looked like today that Mark and Michelle kind of got a lot of, a lot of looks in this, some seven-on-seven seven drills. Uh, how, I mean, how's, how's he been kind of progressing so far? Uh, I mean, he's a good player. He's tough. He's physical. Um, you know, today was a whirlwind. You know, we had a lot, like I said, two two drills at once. So, um, well, you know, a lot of guys got a lot of balls, throwing a lot of reps. But, uh, you know, I like Mark. He, he's, uh, he's a grinder. He's a tough guy. He, he's fast, uh, has good hands. So he's one of those guys that's, you know, competing. And, and uh, I really think tomorrow will be a big day for a lot of those guys to show what they can do, like in a game-like setting. Hey, Matt, I was wondering, you know, you talk about tomorrow being a big day. Is there anything, like, you're going into it looking for or just kind of hoping to see who shows up? Like, how do you go into tomorrow? 
Um, that's a great question. You know, I try to make sure I manage the situation so that each side gets what they need. You know, I mean, I think you saw today, like, you know, our, our defense is, you know, has to, is doing some live tackling at times and making sure that um, we do that in a safe way, but at the same time also get the work we need. So I try to make sure I'm handling the schedule and the situations at a high level. I, you know, I really want to see the communication. You know, we've had, you know, we last, last couple of days we've had some false starts and some jumping off sides and those silly penalties. Those are concentration penalties. So I want to see if we can, you know, how well we concentrate. I want to continue to see the special teams, you know, um, we are coaching the special teams as hard as we possibly can. And I want to see who's you know playing at a high level there because that's going to dictate some of who makes the team. And then, um, you know, I always want to see like who, I don't believe like, you know, you get to the game and all of a sudden you do something special, but I always want to see like who the moments, you know, too big for and who it's not like who gets out there in the game and they love it. And it's like, they're playing pop Warner football. Like they could be out there all day and who, who seems anxious from it. And, um, so I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things you're looking for. Obviously, you know, normally we'd have officials here and all that. We can't do that this year. But hoping that we play good, clean football, stay healthy, but we get really good evaluations on guys. Um, just to follow up off that, do you think you'll have veterans sit for a lot of it? Or you, how are you planning to approach that part of it? No, no, the veterans are playing. That's why That's why a couple of them had, you know, if guys banged up, I'll, I'll be, you know, I won't play them. But, um, yeah, tomorrow – Tomorrow it would be like the third preseason game for a lot of guys. So, so a lot, a lot of the veterans would, would play. You know that 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 allowed us to give the young guys a grind. They grinded through today, and the veterans did. It took a lot of reps. A guy like Whitehead, I, I told to here to, you know, after the live periods, he could go ahead and sit, and he continued to practice for quite a while. I mean, we have some guys that really love to play, um, but uh, it, we'll have a great chance to evaluate a lot of the you know guys trying to make the team because they. Went really hard today, and they got to go. And they got to turn around and, and and do it again tomorrow. Hey, Matt, uh, Steve Reed. I think we asked you this several weeks ago, but I guess more applicable now. Um, w- would you think at this point, going in the season, given you know the lack of you know practices this off season, everything else, would you guys have? Do you think more simplified playbooks at the beginning of the year, and then maybe expand as you go through as the season, or? Yeah, I or think are that, you going to yeah. be completely up to speed? No, I think I think um, I think we're completely up to speed in terms of what we know, but what we're good at, you know, our time on task on some things is is way less than having done it for the last like four or five months, right? So, I think uh, we'll have to be smart about you know what you know, especially with the amount of young guys playing, really smart about what we do, making sure it's things that we do well, because we want our guys to go out there and play clear minded and not play like in a fog, you know, trying to figure out what the play, the play is or the defense is. So um, that, I think that'll, that'll be really start to be part of the focus next week is, Hey, you know, what, what are we good at? What can we, what can we focus on? What do we need? And uh, um, it's a unique year. So we have to think in unique ways. Teddy, this is Nick from NBC. You guys had the have, have obviously had the, I guess, fake crowd noise today at practice inside Bank of America Stadium. What is that like to, to work in? Are you guys kind of kind of used to that at this point? Because that's probably what's going to be the case in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, definitely get used to it after a while, and it's just good um, for guys' experience, uh, similar to crowd noise. Uh, see what guys' focus is. See how they communicate throughout the noise throughout all the chaos, see how well we can perform. I'm glad that coach is doing it. 
Teddy Davidson with ESPN.com. Um, all the stuff that's going on um, as far as social injustice and in Wisconsin. Can you address that, how the team feels about that right now and how you personally feel about what's going on and what you guys can do to, to... Yeah, um, the thing is, uh, I think everyone will have a different you know, views and opinions about everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, guys will voice their opinions and we'll all come together and just, you know, discuss how we all feel and uh, try to come up with something that um, we feel um, can just get our point across, get our message across. Um, you know, that's something that uh, we have to just talk about amongst each other. Yeah, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. Uh, but for you personally, how have you experienced this week? Um, no, it's been it's been a crazy week. And I think uh, what happens is, man, oftentimes when we 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 start working at our craft, we we form this bubble. And inside of that bubble, we it's where we focus, we commit to you know our, our duty, our job. And right now, my commitment is to football. And I, I find myself at times getting lost in that bubble from reality. Um, and I, I find myself missing out on some of the things that's happening in the world. And I think that I have to do a better job just as a citizen and as a, a human being in America, just um, being more aware of what's going on uh, in the world. And, uh, and trying to continue to have that same balance um, with football. Teddy, um, Jonathan, I hope you're doing well, man. Uh, quick question. Uh, I'm wondering, so far, I mean, you got a few, couple more weeks uh, training camp left. I'm wondering where do you think the offense is right now? And, 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 and where do y'all want to get? Um, you know, it's training camp. We're doing some things well. There's always room for improvement. Uh, one thing I can say, we're, we're flying around, we're competing, and that's what you love to see. Um, I can go into detail about, you know, this guy, that guy, where we need to improve. But at the end of the day, uh, I think we're doing a good job of just executing. Of course, we can clean some things up every day, but um, our defense giving us different looks and things like that. and. Uh, we're making the best of what we can right now and uh, just playing fast. Hey, Teddy, Jason Brown with Spectrum News 1 in Charlotte. Just to kind of then sort of take what you just said and, and follow up with it. So you've been a part of traditional training camps where we haven't had to worry about COVID-19 and, and having preseason games. So are you able to sort of get a gauge or an understanding at, at you know, say, this point in time right now, how this team's you know, offense is going to be come week one and ready to play somebody else? You know, um, with everything going on uh, and the way coach has been conducting practice, I, I do have a good feel for, you know, how good we can be. But um, at the same time, you know, we haven't faced anyone by ourselves. And, um, but we have supreme confidence. Um, the guys are feeling confident. Coach has been doing a great job of just – uh, making practice very competitive. Uh, we've had different scrimmages. We start practicing with a competition period. And you see that, you know, guys are fine, 
flying around early in practice and coach is getting the best out of those guys and uh, we're all just trying to continue moving in the right direction. Hey, Teddy, it's Elena Getzenberg from the Charlotte Observer. Um, I was wondering for you, I know we talked a lot about being the leader on the field, but like for you off the field with this team now getting to spend more time together, do you feel like you're getting more cohesive off the field as a team? And how do you view yourself like trying to help, you know, the team get that cohesion? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you just can hang around in the locker room and talk with guys, uh, there have been times when Trey, Boston and I we were rapping, making rap videos, uh, dancing with different guys, and just continue to uh, build that camaraderie. Uh, coach bought a basketball goal. We have a basketball goal in the indoor. You can get some shots up. You know, that gets competitive. So um, just finding different ways, man, to just continue to get to know each other because we didn't have that off-season, that off-season program to really be around each other. Uh, the guys have been making the most of it. And um, I'm just glad to be a part of this team with a group of guys who are eager to just get better every day. To follow up on that quickly, are there ping pong tables? That was something Matt Rule had at Baylor. So I was wondering if he brought those in. Oh yeah, they got the ping pong tables upstairs in the suites. Hi Ted, Abe Ashtai Hurt with Carolina Blitz. Uh, we saw some video of Dante Jackson kind of picking you off and then y'all took a picture in the end zone. Can you just talk about the importance of kind of having fun or having that type of camaraderie during practice specifically? And then what you're seeing from the secondary as you guys go up against each other one on one, 11 on 11. Yeah, uh, he didn't pick me off on that play. Um, but um, I just wanted to celebrate with the guys. Um, I wasn't in on that rep, but uh, I just get excited, man, when I see guys making plays. And um, it was good for the defense to just get their hands on the football today. And, uh, they made a couple plays in uh, the Skelly periods. So I just want to celebrate with those guys and let those guys know, like, hey, man, I see you guys making plays as well. Anything else for Teddy? Uh Teddy, I've got one, uh, Scott Fowler from the Charlotte Observer. Um, you may have addressed this already, but what exactly specifically were you working on when you stayed after the scrimmage for so long and were throwing, uh, I think, to whoever was it, Ian Thomas? I can't remember who you were throwing to, but what were you, what were you doing? What did you not get in that scrimmage that you wanted to work on? No, I, um, I just told Chris that, man. I just want to start spending some time at the practice with him uh, to just try to change his mindset a little bit. I think uh, when you watch him throughout his career, he's been perceived as his blocking tight end. And I just told him, man, you know, pretend you're on the basketball court. You know, once I found out that he was a basketball player, my eyes just lit up. Because as a tight end, you know, when you, when you hear a basketball player, you think about a guy who will go up and rebound for you. So um, I just told Chris, man, I just want to continue to just try to, you know, add a little more to this game, uh, get him out of that mindset of just thinking that, man, I'm just coming in the game to block. You know, you're going to be catching passes in this offense. We're going to rely on you in the red zone on third downs and things like that. So it's just good for him to be out there and just hear from a quarterback's perspective also. Um, and a follow-up to that, my apologies. Yes, Chris was, was who I meant to say, but – how how would you rate his hands right now, Teddy? Uh, Chris, man, he's doing a great job of just doing everything we're asking him to do. 
and uh, he's a guy who's going to continue to work hard each and every day. So um, we're excited to have a guy like him in our locker room, in the tight end room, a guy who can make plays for us, who can lock for us in the run game, and he's a smart player. Teddy, uh, this is Miles Simmons again. Uh, what have you learned about Matt Rule uh, since you've been able to be in the building with him and be on the practice field with him over the last month? Yeah, the, the thing I learned about Coach Rule, man, is like he's a genuine guy. And the thing I respect the most about him is like he's, he's a humble guy. And he'll tell you if he doesn't know something, he'll ask. You know, he won't just let his pride or his ego get in the way. And when you see such humility from the top, you know, you have no choice but to just respect that, respect him as a man and as a coach. And you know, um, I'm just excited that uh, he has this opportunity. Um, he just, he brings out the best in the guys with his com com competition periods. And um, like I said, man, just with him being the humble servant that he is, man, that means a lot to, you know, a guy like myself who try to live with that same mindset and to the guys in that locker room. Anything else for Teddy? Teddy, this is Zach Goins with culture.org. Um, I know you said you get stuck in that bubble sometimes, but I was wondering if you had a chance to see the statement that the Ravens put out yesterday and if there had been any discussion with you or the teammates just like passing that around and, and any thoughts on that? I, I haven't seen the statement, but um, you know, I was talking to one of the guys this morning and I, I just feel like I don't want to be that guy who's just, you know, doing my social deed, uh, my posting on social media, and all right, three days from now, I'm not even concerned with it because I've done my part. You know, uh, you know, we talk about you know action, and I tweeted a couple weeks ago about having a platform means nothing if action doesn't follow. So uh, for us here, man, we, we're just trying to find you know a way to put a plan of action to really you know uh, dive deep into you know what's going on. Uh, Vashti again, how hard is it to focus on football and then have those other things, you know, putting a plan into action and to think of things outside of the game at the same time? Um, you know, when, when you try to be a professional and try to try to be, you know, the best professional you can be, you, you try to lock in and uh, focus on your craft, but at the same time, you know, outside of the jersey, outside of the uniforms, we're human beings in, in society. And I think uh, what has to happen is, you know, uh, we can't get lost in these lifestyles uh, of, of being uh, the Teddy Bridgewaters on Sunday, but, you know, any other day, I'm Theodore Bridgewater, you know. So uh, just not getting lost in these lifestyles, just understanding that, man, there are real problems in the world out there that, you know, people are going through it, you know, we have a voice, but also, you know, we can put up a plan of action and try to just, you know, come up with ways to dive down deep into what's going on. So um, just try to have that balance, you know, uh, of still understanding that you're part of something that's bigger than you, you know, you're part of a team, you know, a team of guys who depend on you, but also understanding that outside of that team, you are, you know, for me, you know, I'm a black man in America.